MOPS is where the party is at. We love hearing speakers at our meetings and wanted to continue the conversation and dig a little deeper. So we came up with the Chapel MOPS After Party Podcast. Your hosts, Barkley and me, Summer. Hi, friends. Welcome back. Yes. Hello. We are back. Great to have you here. And yes. today we have two guests in the yes. studio. Yes. We have they were Ellie. with us at Mops and now we have them back. And I'm so excited because I actually missed their talk. Um, but I watched it and I can't wait to dive deeper into it today. It was a great talk. It was. We yeah. even had a Mops dad listen to it later. Oh. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. Yeah, so. I hope more people will listen. I think it's important and something that can be hard for people. Yes. Message is marriage. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. We have their bios. So yes, Barbie. I get to introduce Ellie. Ellie. <clears throat> Ellie is a follower of Jesus, wife to her best friend Blake, a mom of three littles, Rowan, Oliver, and Briggs. And in 2019, Ellie and Blake relocated their family from Aurora to McHenry to serve on staff at the chapel, where she is director of communications and a member of the executive team. Ellie is passionate about people having the opportunity to meet and enter into a relationship with Jesus and the church's role in that. A good breakfast restaurant, bright colors, and finding furniture on Facebook Marketplace are a few of the things she loves. I love it. <laughs> and we have Blake. He is the director of the kids at the chapel and has been in that role, role for the past one and a half years. He enjoys getting to work alongside the CK team members from all nine campuses. Before coming to the chapel, Blake worked in education as a teacher and administrator, primarily working with students with special needs. Blake and his wife Ellie celebrated 10 years of marriage this past summer and have three kids, and they are adorable. Rowan, seven, Oliver, three, and Briggs is one. I love Some, all their names. They're they so are cool. so cute. Mm -hmm. Some of Blake's favorite things to do are adventuring with the family, doing projects around the house, and watching sports. Okay, so let's get to your talk that you spoke at MOPS. You had mm -hmm. some really good things that mm -hmm. you guys talked about, and the first thing you talked about was um, passion in your mm -hmm. marriage. So would you explain about passion? Yeah, I think I'll start off, but I think Blake had a lot of good things to say about this. Like when we were developing our talk, we kind of went on a journey ourselves because mm -hmm. we were thinking about like, okay, Summer asked us to talk about passion. Like, what does that actually mean to like talk about passion? Like, are we supposed to talk about our sex life or like, what are we supposed <laughs> to talk about? Um, that could be really weird. That could be and so we decided, okay, that's not the route we should go. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> and then I, yeah. you could ask for clarity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so we we started down this road and uh, just wanted to figure out, like, what actually is passion? Like, what is the definition of passion? Um, and it's a feeling, right? It's a really intense feeling that you get. And so the question that we started to uh, set out to answer was like what creates passion like if that's a feeling feelings always come from somewhere and what is the thing that creates the feeling of passion in a marriage and then like how do you keep it alive um, or how do you ignite it mm. um, yeah you hear so many people in marriage saying well we fell out of love with each other yeah yeah, yeah. you know so that kind of speaks to that with the yeah passion. I think like it's how do you it's easy to get them mixed together yeah. feeling of passion and love because they they kind of coincide at the beginning mm -hmm. uh, but as you become like as life becomes comfortable or just mm -hmm. kind of status quo that you start to see that gap happen yeah. especially when kids come in and it's some of those initial feelings 
uh, that honeymoon period's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what we explored and figured out in that is like, oh, there's a there's a piece that love is actually different than passion. Um, and then uh, it was through our church experience when we first really started to get into church right when our daughter was born that we had something kind of happened to us that was life-changing and changed the way we viewed the word love and, and viewed it as a behavior instead of a feeling. Yeah, our church that we went to, um, they have core values. Um, and it was actually like the core values that the pastor and his wife had set apart for their their family unit. Um, but they just were using those in the church as well. And one of them was that love is a behavior that we choose to walk in. And I had never really heard that before. Like you always just think of love as so this not like, a feeling, not a feeling, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's not a feeling. It doesn't magically happen, but it's a behavior that we choose to walk in. And um, that was like revolutionary for me and like mm-hmm. changed the way that that we thought about love and uh really like just when you think about love and then you look at like that first corinthians verse i think that's where it all kind of came Mm -hmm. together uh for us was like okay well like if love is a behavior and then like we know that love is these things that uh paul marks out in first corinthians of like patient kind it doesn't envy it doesn't boast um, it doesn't dishonor each other. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of the wrongs. It's not self-seeking. Like we have to choose those things. They don't just magically happen. And I think like you were yeah. saying, Barkley, like a lot, of, you hear a lot of people, yeah. um, oh, we fell out of fell love out. or like, why don't they, um, why are they getting angry at me? They love me. But like, you have to choose those yeah. things so intentionally. I think that stops that argument now. Cause you're like, well, you didn't, maybe you lost passion yeah but you didn't fall out of love you right. choosing not to love right now or yeah. whatever it is they're struggling with yeah I, I remember when we were dating this is oh boy. back a little bit <laughs> what is uh, he gonna say <laughs> do you share yeah I, tell us more <laughs> it was what, our summer like that first summer that we were dating and like you were living back in your hometown and i was at my hometown like we hadn't gotten like i hadn't got an apartment or we hadn't moved like permanently into the bloomington normal area and so like we were apart like the first time for an extended period of time and we'd write letters back and forth or like you know some of those romantic so things or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, but she wrote one and it was you took that verse and you unpacked each one of those and you talked about our relationship in that mm-hmm. and i remember that and then then it became it was read at our wedding my cousin read it and like i didn't it never resonated with me like i didn't think much of that verse to be honest like i just just the verse you read and like oh it was, it was nice that you wrote that and it made me feel good when you wrote that <laughs> letter to me and everything but now like as i look back it's like it's like these are these are behaviors like being patient isn't a feeling it's it's an action mm-hmm. being kind is an action not choosing not to envy like as an action and so like those are steps things you you take to show love to somebody else and i think that's where we started to as we created this talk really started like ah oh, that's that's what we've been learning in the last 10 years of marriage. Yeah. Um, like that's how we've figured out how to keep passion alive is that we've learned how to really love each other well. Uh, and it's not like we do it well all the time. It's just like we know we, we know how to do it, but we still clearly are human and still yeah, clearly and mistakes. make mistakes along yeah. the way. Um, mm-hmm. But it helps us kind of remain grounded when those mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it gives us an easy, like, redirection point. You know, if you just have that. It actually, love is a behavior that we choose to walk in is actually on, like, a 
plaque. A I, sign. What do you call a sign? Yep. Yeah, not a plaque. It's a sign. <laughs> yes, we have an award that says this. Um, <laughs> no, it's you a, love well. Yes, it's on a sign where uh, you see it when you walk in the door of our house. Like it's just oh, there cool. to like remind us about about uh, what we should be choosing every day. But I think it's a good redirection point. Like when you're in those arguments, to like think yeah. to yourself, okay. Am I choosing right now to be patient? Am right. I choosing right now right. to be kind? Right. And then like knowing like, okay, I can be the person who brings love into this if I mm-hmm. start to choose those things. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times it takes one, right? Like mm-hmm. um, if you're not both on the same page, which is what's happening in an argument, you're not both on the same page. Mm-hmm. If one of you can slow down and choose to love and choose to like walk in that behavior, it a lot of times will turn turn it around. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and then you guys talked about Jesus, yeah, and um, and laying down his life, and how he right. was the the yeah. greatest exemplary of yep. example mm-hmm. of yeah. That um, I, I think he really pr- creates the perfect example for us and shows us. Exa- I mean, how we should live in with our spouse or our our siblings, our parents, like any of those relationships where yeah. love's present. Like they're all it's. Obviously, we're talking about marriage in this talk, but it's transferable into so many different conversations mm-hmm. and, and relationships that you have. But when you think about what he did and the way he carried his his life, I mean, he exemplified being patient and kind, uh, not being envious. Like he he literally was last in everything he did, and he had yeah. no he was fine with that. And um, I, I think that is just the perfect uh, example for us to follow. And um, that's something that I think when we've been in situations especially in the last year and a half where it's been harder um, just with young kids and our mm-hmm. jobs and everything going on. Um, it's been really easy to kind of get focused on ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, but remembering how he lived and what he did for us and like that call that we are, we should want to live like him yeah. as well has helped us kind of come back. Yeah. And I think just drawing from him daily is a huge thing for, for us. Like we know, um, something else that we learned and I know we'll probably get to it later, but we learned, uh, I'm not going to say early on in our marriage, it was after Rowan was born was kind of like priority levels in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one thing that was taught to us is like, God should come first in both of your lives. Um, and then your spouse and then your kids and then your work and then all those things that fall after that. Um, and I think for both of us, you know, when we do keep God at first in our own individual lives and then also first in our marriage, right. If we're focused on him and who he is and, um, who we can be through him, then we're so much stronger, right? Because Jesus was a perfect example of love. But when he ascended, he gave us the advocate, the Holy Spirit to, you know, help us be like him. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, when we're connected to him and when we're walking in step with his spirit and inviting the Holy Spirit to be present in our lives, it really gives us the strength to be patient and kind because a lot of times we can't do that on our own. That's not something that you can do with your own personal strength because if you're in a moment of frustration or something like that you're like lord i'm gonna need some patience here yeah i'm trying to choose patience but i need some help with this so if you could just help me with that right now but that i think that's a really that's a really big thing for us um and you know people can start doing that in small ways you know but it always starts with your individual relationship with jesus Mm yeah yeah and then the sacrificial love you guys yeah. talked about too. Yeah, sure. uh, Ephesians five I feel like is one of the most quoted. Like when you start to talk about 
women and men and like how uh, you know it's it's always controversial Mm -hmm. but as you read through that and like you really think about what it means it talks about sacrifice on both levels on Mm -hmm. both ends and i think that that's what gets lost in that Mm -hmm. is that they don't we don't read that uh wives and husbands are both called to sacrifice for themselves for their other Mm -hmm. and um it's hard because our world continually tells us to focus on ourselves and so mm-hmm. that complete it's at odds of what we're we're being asked to do or what god wants us to do and so i think we struggle we struggled with that and the fact that we both want to be successful in, in our work in in our lives and and like we that's a big part of who we are um and so like it can be difficult sometimes to lay down our own needs or our own desires for the other one to chase after a dream and um we did that i mean there was a couple of times in our marriage early on where we moved to Wisconsin for me to go to grad school and like that meant you sacrifice everything and put your life on hold. And um, at one point we stayed in Aurora when I wanted to move back to Wisconsin because it was better than <laughs> Illinois. And uh, um, I said, sac- <laughs> <laughs> listen, the chapels in Wisconsin. Too, That's true. So we got to represent. Yeah, um, represent. Very true. That's, go Packers. Go Packers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we take it all back. Take it all back. <laughs> but it's funny when, when you look at some of those things that has happened and how they've shaped us and like they've led us like if we would have moved out of state again like we I don't wouldn't be here. we wouldn't yeah. be here and so mm-hmm. like your desire to stay and like that willingness to eventually sacrifice I needed God's I needed that peace that surpassed all understanding in that moment and it came and that helped us but like those moments were what led us to where we are and um sometimes it's easy to forget that but or if, or want to push after your own things Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think something that was really big for us was like, I th- so like you know at weddings when they're like write your best advice uh, on the card yes. or something mm-hmm. like that, um, something. And I'm not like touting my own advice here, but <laughs> it was it actually like I I feel like we remember it and apply it to our marriage often, mm-hmm. and it's something that helps us like always remember to believe in each other's dreams, mm-hmm. and like that's something. Uh, that's super important because like when you are 100% behind your spouse and yeah. like you know how much like their dreams mean to them mm-hmm. or like what God has called them into or mm-hmm. is asking of them at a certain point in life, um, it makes it so easy to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not saying sacrifice is always easy, but when yeah. you are choosing to love your spouse in that way mm-hmm. and like really just wanting to know like what's their, what, what is your heart? What are you... Like, what is God laying on your heart? And you hear those dreams and you hear the things that are important to them. It becomes important to you, too. And so then those that sacrifice just, it looks different, mm-hmm. right? And it's um, you're more willing to step into it because it's exciting. And it's fun to see your spouse living in the fullest version of themselves, too. Like, mm-hmm. that's so fun to see them just, like, fully using their gifting and fully using... Um, everything that God's given them to like go after what he's placed in front of them. And yeah, it's just fun to do and it makes it easier to sacrifice, Mm -hmm. but it's important to have those conversations to be able to know, right. What are you, what are you going after? What has God laid on your heart? Like, how can I support you? What, what do I need to sacrifice Mm -hmm. to like come beside you on this? Mm -hmm. And it makes a big difference. Mm I agree. I was. I'm trying to think about Scott shared something at. Um, he was talking about marriage, and he was talking about how like a husband who um, loves their wife and is for them, it's just like a flower that blossoms mm-hmm. because they walk into what God is calling them into 
but it's the supporting of each other yeah. and like I can see where God's taking you or I can you know the visions and the the, the goals and all of those right. things I totally. think make such a big difference um, in that so well, and all these things sound grand when you have each oh, other yeah, and you're working yeah. together yes. but I'm curious what if one is ready and willing, yeah. but the other is not. Yeah, and I like when we talked at Mops. Sorry, did I cut you off? No, uh, when we talked <laughs> at Mops, um, this was a big thing that we talked about a lot too. Is like we're not coming from a place where this has been always something that we experienced. Mm-hmm. Like Blake and I had a really rough season, probably about a year and a half ago, a year ago. I don't yeah. know. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like we had to learn a lot of these things, and we had to relearn a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, because like we said at the beginning, like life changes so much over 10 years. Yeah. And so like. And it, kids and change. Little and kids, kids change everything. Relationships. Puppies. Yeah. Puppies. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Stress. Jobs. Yeah. All yeah. those things. All yeah. of those things change. And so like we weren't coming from the, like, oh, we've always done this. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it's not been perfect. But So how did you um, kind of rectify it during those hard times? Yeah. Um, uh, marriage counseling. <laughs> Yeah. Normalized marriage I mean, counseling. Absolutely. We talked a lot with people that we trusted mm-hmm. um, who were mentors or, or people who we, we sought advice from regularly. And so that was a, a source for us. Um, we tried to have a lot of conversations. Like we, we took a lot of a lot of steps when things were really hard just to spend more time mm-hmm. together. Um, we spent more money on babysitters during that time and a lot of late nights like we just like it's kind of like you got to do the time yeah. you know and we did a the lot of time, time. Mm-hmm. um just sitting down and having real raw conversations with each other mm-hmm. to like figure out like where are you yeah how do you find time for it because communication obviously is key yeah, yeah. Yep. so where do you fit that in with three little kids and a puppy and yeah i think um jobs <laughs> like yeah. we're busy. Yeah. Um, we, we are blessed with the opportunity to, to drive together most times and that's a nice mm-hmm. little perk that we get but what we tend to do every day is have that evening time like our kids go to bed by eight typically um, and we we have to stick to that I mean one it's for their good they need yeah. that otherwise they're they're bears in the morning um, but that also allows us to have a couple of hours to talk if we need to or just hang out together maybe mm-hmm. catch up on other work that didn't get done every day like it, every night looks different for us yeah. mm-hmm. um, but in that season when things were really hard those every night looked like three hours of sitting and talking figuring out what's going on or why like why are those feelings happening like trying to navigate that and mm-hmm. and so for us it, that's typically the time um, where we would yeah. yeah and I think like a lot of people like when they hear that they'll be like oh that's great like your kids go to bed mine don't um mm-hmm, you know yeah. and that's so hard yeah. it's so hard when you're in that season when the kids aren't sleeping yeah. or you're overloaded and you're overwhelmed and or you're just so tired you yeah pass out with them yeah you're yeah. so tired yeah. and a lot of times it just really looked like for us like just making the choice like we just had to choose it mm-hmm. um you know no matter like okay if the kids are getting to bed an hour later um or if we and we have different luxuries that not everyone has like we would okay we're gonna go in to work 30 minutes later so we can get in a conversation this morning or we're gonna you know we just had to find the nooks and crannies Mm -hmm. um to have those conversations and Mm -hmm. be intentional about the conversations Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. um and prayer like i know um like sometimes that sounds like oh yeah you prayed that's great but it really was like just having 
humble prayers of like, God, um, help me see Blake the way you see him. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Blake prayed the same thing Mm -hmm. about me. Um, Or like, you know, help me understand his heart. Help Mm -hmm. me understand. Mm -hmm. Um, And just really coming to those terms, like with God of like, um, I want to be able to have this conversation um, and work through this hard time Mm -hmm. um, in a way that is not self-serving, you know, Um, but for the good of both of us. And so Mm -hmm. just being able to like, open my eyes to like his heart and stuff yeah and i would say now like once we kind of got out of that place like now it's those aren't that's not our usual like there yeah. are nights like last night i was asleep within minutes <laughs> like probably two minutes. yeah I was, <laughs> I was tired um and other nights the kids might stay up or not, or might wake up when we're getting ready for, for bed or like there might be a pressing deadline that somebody that you have to get work done for like that that's more the norm now um and so like we just we we know when we start to kind of rub each other mm-hmm. the wrong way, I guess, for lack of a better term, where it's like, oh, we're kind of getting agitated with each other. Maybe we need to take some extra More time. time. Um, and the stress is, I think, high right now in our household anyways. And so like just with so many projects going on and things like that, that we've even recently felt like, hey, we, can, we might need a little extra time just to we'll make sure in. that we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, I, I, for me, a lot of it in that season was time with God because I, I was neglecting that and there were personal feelings that I was struggling with mm. that would lead to poor interactions and like so that helped me in the two and so there was a there was a mm. our time together is really good but also I needed to be seeking God more consistently and mm. and mm-hmm. praying to him like what I was experiencing and try to get yeah. um, revelation through that and some breakthrough on my own but yeah and I think one thing that we do now to kind of like make sure we don't okay like don't wait till it gets bad, right? Right. Yeah. Don't let's wait till it gets it. bad. Like, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about it. Let's have regular rhythm to check in. Like, we do breakfast with each other every other week. Like, mm-hmm. we drop the kids off a little bit early, mm-hmm. go get breakfast before work. And it's like 45 minutes. You know, it's mm-hmm. not super long. Right. But it's long enough to have, like, a solid check-in without, like, yeah. interruption mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, everybody's breakfast date you can't see my air quotes on a podcast, but I'm air quotes. Everybody's breakfast date is different, yes. but like finding your breakfast date, like yeah. what is it? What finding is it that's going to work for you that mm-hmm. creates some kind of regularity of a check-in with your spouse um, so that you don't get to that point? Mm-hmm. And I think, like we said earlier, like marriage counseling was a big thing. And I think honestly, what was amazing for us was um, we weren't at like a desperate point yeah. when, we, when we sought that yeah. out. It was like, oh, hey, things are getting, like, shaky, mm-hmm. but there wasn't, like, desperation. Mm-hmm. And so I think just, like, it, like if it helps anyone, like, you don't have to be desperate to do those kind of things. Right. Like, mm-hmm. seek them out and find mm-hmm. those resources before mm-hmm. you're desperate. And mm-hmm. and it really amazing things. Yeah, I mean, it helped us it. know what was going on. Like, it brought clarity yeah. to what we were walking through and put, put names and descriptions to the things that we were experiencing. Yeah. And, like, oh, this isn't just some crazy, like, this is a real thing that people struggle with and this is how mm-hmm. we can get out of it. You know, yeah. it was... It was just helpful to bring it to the surface and work through it. Yeah. So for the couples that are trying to like either start really good communication mm. or having those meetings, do you have any like great questions you would suggest asking your spouse? Ooh, what are some of our like, oh, a good one uh, that we learned was what do you need from me today? Mm-hmm. Like that's a good daily checking question. Good one. What do you need from me today? Mm-hmm. And I think like, you know, on some days for me, that's like, I just need you to like quietly support me. And yeah, like, right. You know, I'm 
I'm in my own head today and so like I just need that to be okay yeah. but other yeah. days it's like oh like I just need like I need fun Blake to be around like I want to have fun with you today Aww. so it, it, it like ranges well, right I think yeah. with women yeah. especially we expect them to read our minds sometimes yes so that's yeah. probably a Can great question yeah. I have all this going on I, I expect her to read my mind sometimes okay too, so. yeah I guess it's not just women <laughs> no. I mean that, that was honestly one of our biggest pitfalls is that like we would both be thinking about expectations of the other and not communicating that mm-hmm. we didn't talk about this a lot at, at the comp at the Tuesday talk but like that's a big thing that we've learned is communicating what the, what we need from each other yeah. or kind of what we're expecting to have happen mm-hmm. and when we put that out, out in the open it's easier to to meet the other's needs yeah right um, I think we talk we usually ask each other hey what's your day look like mm-hmm. uh, that's like a daily question for us like just to it helps us be able to talk to each other about what might be big and pressing in our day mm-hmm. that might be causing stress or it might allow us to know why one of the, one one another is like stressed out about something mm-hmm. like they i mean sometimes we don't always know um what we're I, for me i can be stressed and not know what i'm stressed about yeah and so like i can share hey this is what's going on and she can be like oh maybe you're stressed about that and so like th- those conversations are helpful a lot for us yeah mm-hmm. as well definitely yeah. well the way we like to end our yeah. uh our podcast is we like to ask um maybe some advice some advice uh some parenting advice or marriage advice whoa (laughs) that you've been given that is good or not so good maybe not good advice Mm. (laughs) and crickets no i'm just kidding i wish that i I like i read that you know and i was like oh i wish i had like not good advice (laughs) because that's helpful right when you know like the not good stuff yeah like, I mean, don't I, do that. Don't, don't do that. I think about, like, when you were talking about couples falling out of love, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I think if you can realize that love is a, an intentional choice you need to make. Yeah. Um, and before you think that it's over or you need to, like, separate, like, try to, to love each other and, and choose those behaviors intentionally yeah. and, and see that passion come. Because, uh, I mean, when we talked, it was this, this revelation came of love is, as we choose um, love, passion flows out of love, out of a behavior of love. So as you choose to love your spouse, mm-hmm. that passion flows from that, mm-hmm. the, the, those decisions. And um, I know we talked a lot about uh, the fear of the other person not holding up their end, and that's a real fear that, that you might have. And uh, it's not a, a control that you can, can – it's not something you can control. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, the example is Jesus didn't ask for us to do anything before he – gave his life for us mm-hmm. and so like we should st- we should still be willing to sacrifice even if that's not going to be reciprocated because that's mm-hmm. that's what jesus did for us and, yeah. and the hope is that as you seek god and you seek your spouse in that relationship that 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 will actually come um, together because god wants to give you what your heart desires like that's he's, mm-hmm. he's a good father and he desires to make his kids happy and and provide them with what they need um and we don't always know what that looks like but that's awesome. Yeah, that's tough to follow. Yeah, <laughs> got something for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, the one thing that I was going to say is that um, we've started our kids. Rowan is seven, um, and Oliver is three. Briggs is one, so he's like the outlier in this. But our kids mm-hmm. are like starting to like comprehend certain things, you know, like life uh, values and mm-hmm. things like that. And so we've actually started to use this concept love is a behavior that we choose to walk in Mm -hmm. and choosing to love each other as like um something that we 
are forming our parenting around. Like, That's awesome. Um, yeah. But like, hey, right now, if you have like little kids, you know this, like Rowan at seven and Oliver at three, they're like best friends one minute and like arch enemies <laughs> the next. For like, sure. Yeah, yeah, it just like is wild, yeah. right? And so a conversation that we have on the regular is like, hey, you choose to love your brother. Like in this house, um, we choose love. Yeah. And choosing love looks like being kind and being patient. Mm -hmm. And even like with toys, like jealousy, like choosing love means that you're not jealous of the thing that your brother got to do that you didn't get to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can start applying the co this concept at like a young age mm -hmm. um, I like that. and teaching them how to mm -hmm. choose love. And then my, my hope, like we're still like in the, you know, guinea pig phase of this. But my hope is that as they grow, then they understand what healthy love looks like, and it yeah. looks like choosing those things. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, and so we'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. All right, we'll check back in, in another 10 years. 10 years. years. <laughs> we'll come At back your 20th on. anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. Well, thank you, guys. We appreciate yeah. you coming this on been and spending great. an afternoon with us. Yeah, mm -hmm. super fun. Enjoy and it. one last thing, Ellie, you're going to be at the Women's Conference. I am. March 4th. And so this will air literally the day before right. the Women's Conference. But get your tickets now. Yeah, Hurry get your up. tickets. Sorry, no lunch for you. I guess you can just show up. <laughs> no lunch my, for you, but you can come. If you come, you can have my sandwich. There you go. <laughs> wow, Ellie. I'll give it to them. Just split that a, a few ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so Ellie will be there, and so um, get your tickets. And, and what is the title of your talk? Yeah, um, I'm talking on humility, hmm. um, which is a meaty topic, yeah. um, but living for God's glory and not our own. And Love so it. I'm excited to invite women into that in a way that I've come to, am still learning and coming to understand humility. Yeah. So well, she lives yeah. that out. That's, yeah. that's mm -hmm. why you're in that discussing that's it because that's, speak on it, yes. that's your gifting and many giftings but I'm excited so alright folks we'll see you Until later thank you guys so much for listening a quick reminder that the opinions discussed are solely the opinions of the individuals and do not necessarily represent Mops International or the chapel if you wouldn't mind liking and subscribing to our podcast, it would mean so much to us. If you're feeling extra generous, even give us a little shout out or review. We love doing this. And with your help, we can continue to do so. So thank you in advance. Also, feel free to follow us and give us some love on our Instagram page, the Chapel Mops After Party. The Chapel Mops After Party is proud to be part of the Mops Podcast Network. There is a group of moms who get you, need you, and are here to remind you that you are never alone. So find your mom village online or in person at mops.org backslash find a group.